For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome to Astros Baseball, a podcast by a fan for the fans of the Houston Astros. Welcome to the finale of the most epic week ever on the Astros Baseball Podcast. Rob, why awesome. don't you tell them? Tell them who the guest is today? Yes. Uh, when we started the week, we only had six guests. And then, uh, you know, we kept asking, we kept asking, and we ended up getting someone we wanted all along, and we're pretty excited about it. Mr. Bobby Dynamite, welcome to the show. Hey, y'all. How's it going? It's going great. Do you prefer to be called uh, Mr. Dynamite or Train Guy? Mr. Dynamite is my father. (laughs) 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 No, actually, you know, uh, Bobby's fine. Bobby's fine. You know, it, I I actually had one per, uh, one little girl come up to me a couple of seasons ago, and like you know, she tugged on my overalls and called me Mister Dynamite. I was like, I, I I've never had that happen before. So, <laughs> no, no, no. Bobby's fine. That was awesome. Yeah, Bobby's hey. fine. So let's go with that. Before we get started, guys, let's let's talk about the giveaway. I don't want to forget about it before we get going because sometimes we get talking to these. Uh, amazing guests, and we forget to do it. I don't. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we don't. Our sponsor is Ram Shirts. Go to RamShirts.com for all your custom apparel needs. They will be giving away a shirt. And what else can they win? They can win a dugout mug. Those bad boys. Last I checked, because I did some searching on their website, seventy-five dollars. That's amazing. You get one custom dugout mug for free that will be yours so if you will just enter the like, enter the giveaway by mm-hmm. emailing us at astros baseball podcast at gmail.com uh somewhere in the email include the phrase let's go and you'll be entered to win an awesome dare i say dynamite package good job on that one pretty proud of myself <laughs> okay um I, I'm quite curious about you, Bobby. How did you come up with the name Bobby Dynamite? And do you ever reveal your real name? Or are you like a superhero with a <laughs> hidden identity? Uh, the, Bo- the Bobby Dynamite name actually came, uh, I think it was the, uh, the 2004 season. Uh, we, we were we kind of got off to a little bit of a, a slow start. You know, we had really high expectations for that team. We had that great uh, rotation of Pettit, Oswald, Clemens, uh, uh, and Brandon Backey was part of that team. Uh, and for whatever reason, you know, it was a little bit of a slow start. And we, right before the all-star break, we were trying to, you know, find something to, uh, get the crowd going that, that I could do. And, uh, I came up with this idea of up on the train doing the, uh, the dance routine to from Napoleon, the movie Napoleon Dynamite, 
uh, from the very end of the movie. And so we did it and it actually like, you know, the, the crowd went nuts. We couldn't believe how, how, how great it went. And so after the all-star break, <laughs> we we're like, Hey, let's do it again. Let's do it again. And, uh, after a while, our, uh, our ballpark entertainment department, they made a graphic that, uh, uh, went on the scoreboard when I did the routine and it was called, they wrote Bobby dynamite on it. So that that's where the name came from. Honestly, I didn't have a name. I was just like the train guy or train dude or, you know, whatever, you know, people would yell at me <laughs> from uh, up until that point. So that's, that's where the Bobby Dynamite name came from. Wow. Who would have known? Well, there you did, go. Did you grow up in Houston? Uh, yeah. you, have you been an Astro fan your whole life? Yeah. Uh, Astros baseball. Uh, the Astros are literally the, the only team I know how to root for. Uh, you know, it's, uh, Astros my entire life. I grew up at, in in Deer Park and uh, w went through school here and then uh, uh, San Jacinto College, then spent uh, some time at uh, what it was when it was called Southwest Texas State, uh, now Texas State, and then uh, came back here to the Houston area, had, uh, had a couple of internships that uh, went my way, you know, in a, in a really good way, one with uh, Houston Community Newspapers, and then the other one was with the Astros. So both of those were in, in, uh, 2000. And so I've, I've been back in Houston ever since. So, uh, from your internship with the Astros, is that how you, um, got the job as the Astros train guy? It's, um, you know, I'm just curious how you got the job and is that your only job with the team or are you, are you like a, a jack of all trades? kind of guy do you do they utilize junction jack of all trades if we if you will Ooh, junction jack that, that that's uh, <laughs> uh, uh go, going way back there in the way back machine no uh my my it's actually getting getting up on the train it was just being in in the right place at the right time so back in 2000 that was our our very first year in the ballpark uh i was in the the tour department so we were taking, you know, at the ball, at that time, uh, the ballpark was brand new. We were taking people around the park, you know, taking them into the dugouts, into the suites, you know, different different areas of, of the place. By the way, if you haven't taken a tour of Minute Maid Park, you absolutely uh, have to do that. It is one of the coolest coolest tours I think in in professional sports. And so, anyway, that's where I got my start with the Astros was in the tour department, and my supervisor was. Uh, uh, his, his name is Michael Kenny. He's actually still with the Astros in the, uh, uh, with customer service. And he was our very first year. He was actually the guy who drove the train. So, uh, he was up there, you know, every time the Astros hit a home run, drove the train across the ballpark, you know, very, very similar to what I do now. And right after the 2000 season, he took a promotion within the team. He was the tour supervisor. Now he's over, uh, the Astros customer service department uh, during for ball games, and they needed somebody else to drive the train. And like I said, I was just in the right place at the right time. And I was like, well, you know, I'll give it a whirl. And I figured, you know, they let me, you know, do it for a year. And now here it is, uh, getting ready to start my my twenty twentieth season on the train. So that's that's how I got up there. Do you remember your first game as the train guy? I do. It was opening day. Well, let's see. Uh, we had an exhibition game against the Red Sox, I think it was. But my, my first official game, it was opening day of 2001. We were playing the Milwaukee Brewers. 
Um, and Daryl Ward hit a grand slam in that game. That was my Daryl Ward's grand slam was my first official uh, home run up there. So, you know, they say you never forget your first. That was my first. Uh, what uh, what has been your favorite moment uh, in the train uh, during your tenure with the Astros? Oh, my God. That's, uh, you know, I, I don't have any kids that I know of, but I imagine this is what they say, or this is what goes through their mind when they say, it's like trying to pick your favorite child. So, um, uh, game five of the 2017 World Series is, you know, by far, you know, like the most, the biggest roller coaster of emotions I think I've ever experienced. Um, gosh, the uh, uh, game five of the 2004 National League Championship Series, the Jeff Kent walk-off home run uh, uh, to send the series back to St. Louis. We went up in that series uh, three games to two in the NLCS. And that was a crazy game. A lot of people forget that Brandon Backey took a no-hitter into the seventh inning, and Woody Williams took a one-hitter into the seventh inning of that ball game. It was it was one of the greatest games I think I've ever witnessed up there. Uh, you know, the Biggio 3000 hit, that was special. Uh, I was there that night. That was, man, that you know, that crowd was so hopeful. He had, I think he was five hits away uh, going into that game. And it's like, you know, we were really hopeful we were going to see it that night, but, it, you know, we weren't really counting on it. And then the hitch just kept coming. And next thing you know, you know, here, here he comes. He's uh, you know, with, with two outs, I think it was in the sixth inning that, that he hit it uh, and tried to stretch it out to the double. And he's like, wow, you know, that, uh, that was just getting to be a part of that was, was just really, really cool. Uh, but I, I, I honestly could go on and on about, you know, favorite moments up there. Uh, uh, it's just, uh, I'm really, really lucky to get to uh, see the last 20 years of Astros history and getting to see it from up there. So, uh, you know, I'll, you know, when we're, when we're done here today, I'll probably have about four or five more memories just pop right up. There's been a lot of home runs hit up there on the train tracks. And I know you probably almost got hit before, but have, have you ever been able to grab any of those home run balls? And if so, what do they do with them? Yeah, so the, the, the home run balls, uh, let's see, up until about uh, four or five years ago, uh, I'd, you know, give them to, uh, to kids as, you know, I was walking through the ballpark, you know, either before a game or after a ball game. Uh, if the home run is an important, uh, if it was an important home run to the, uh, to the player, to, to their team, whether it was the Astros or whoever we were playing, uh, I definitely call the... Uh, uh, the clubhouse and uh, see if they want that baseball back, you know, and, you know, a, a couple of times, it, you know, it ended up being a, a pretty important home run. We got, uh, for example, Ron Gant, uh, we got his uh, 300th home run back to him. Uh, and that was, that was really cool. Cause you know, uh, Gant grew up here in Texas. He played, uh, or he's from Victoria. So, you know, was somewhat of a local guy and he got to hit his 300th home run up here. Uh, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Paul Goldschmidt, uh, let's see, was about two, three years ago. He had never he had never hit a home run at Minute Maid Park as a professional player, and uh, huh. he finally did. So I called down to the uh, D-backs uh, clubhouse, and uh, we arranged to get that ball back to him. 
so that was really cool. Uh, and for the home guys too, you know, uh, Moises Alou, he had three, he had a three home run game up here at Minute Maid Park when he was with the Astros, and uh, one of those balls came up to the train track, so we made sure to get that ball to him. Uh, that insane Springer home run in Game Five of the uh, uh, 2017 World Series, uh, the one that looks like it, it made the, the pyro go off, we got that baseball back to him. But today, what we do is uh, we actually get those baseballs authenticated. So if the uh, clubhouses aren't calling for the baseballs, we uh, get those down to uh, Mike Acosta, who is our team historian and authenticator, and he takes mm -hmm. care of those for us. How many pairs of overalls do you have? That's been a burning question that I've wanted to know. <laughs> All the questions, uh, uh, everything about me, it's the overalls, huh? Okay. <laughs> Right now, I have uh, two pairs of overalls, uh, and I usually just I usually just wear one of the pairs throughout the season, just kind of have the other as a backup. So uh, I've kind of been trying to uh, uh, improve my my health this this off season. So uh, I've kind of gone down a couple of sizes. So I'll probably have to go buy some more overalls here before the season starts. So that's a good problem to have. Whenever you uh, come to the ballpark, you you just walk in in street clothes. Do people recognize you? Oh yeah, if you're if you're an Astros fan and you're you're really paying attention, it's it's kind of cool to you know walk walk down the street and walk into the ballpark and and you know people yell or want to take a take a picture and and things like that. It's actually uh, a really really humbling experience. Let me add. I want to add some to this before Michelle asks her next question. Uh, on two occasions, I've met you at the ballpark. One time, I don't, I don't know why, but we were going down the stairs, and you just happened to come out of that door. Uh -huh. And and so I, I I asked you if I could have a picture with you. So I do have a picture. Oh, cool! <laughs> so we we do have a picture together. Oh, that's and, awesome! And then there was another time we were both in line at the Shake Shack. Is, is that what it's called? The burger place there? Uh, in Centerfield, yes. So we were both in line, and I looked behind me, and I was like, I think that's him. But I, I, but I couldn't recognize you, and so I had to get that picture out and uh -huh. blow it up. And I would look at you and look at the picture, and I go, that's got to be him. And I told you, I said, hey, you're, you're uh, Bobby Dynamite? And he's like, yeah, don't say anything. <laughs> you, you, just wanted to, you, you just wanted to eat your lunch. You're not I just wanted a burger, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I had to get my what, what's it called the short stack or uh, can't remember which one is anyway I like yeah I like that little little stand but yeah cool man well thanks for <laughs> for pointing that out I hope I I hope I wasn't rude now now you got me like really really thinking like oh man I hope I wasn't like a, a some jerk no or no something. no you weren't rude <laughs> okay, you, you just you. didn't want you didn't want me to you didn't want me to draw any attention to you that's it oh okay Did okay. You? I didn't want to bother you while you're eating. You know, I just slightly <laughs> told you that I recognize you. Cool. How do your uh, family and friends feel about you being the Astros train guy? Oh, man. Uh, I'll, 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 I'll start it with this. I can't do this without them. Um, I, you know, I, I've been up there, you know, this is, like I said, this is going to be my my 20th season uh, up on the train. And for the last 20 years, uh, my my family and my friends have 
gone out of their way to be, you know, supportive to, uh, you know, they love me and, uh, and appreciate me for who I am because they've known me, they've known me be, since, you know, well before I was ever up on the train. And, and, and that means a lot. Um, you know, we've scheduled weddings and, and celebrations and, and family and friends get togethers around my baseball schedule. Uh, my, my best friend, uh, he, he got married a, a, a few years ago and, you know, he had me help him and his fiance set the date. So that way it didn't interfere with the baseball season. And so to, to know that, uh, that for 81 nights a year, you know, I belong, you know, to, to the Astros and for them to, uh, schedule big events around, you know, uh, their big lifetime events around that schedule. So that way I can still be a part of it. That, you know, that means the world to me. So I definitely couldn't do this without, uh, my family and friends support. So just uh, piggybacking off her question, have you ever missed a game? Uh, yes, I've missed uh, 13 games uh, since I started up on the train in 2001. I missed uh, 12 games in 2002. I was in a pretty bad, excuse me, I missed one game in 2002 when my grandmother passed away. Uh, she passed away right before opening day. And uh, my, I was going to go down for the funeral uh, or to be with my family, you know, before the funeral in at Corpus Christi. And they told me not, not to come down until after the, uh, until after I did opening day, because my grandmother was a huge Astros fan and mm. she absolutely loved the fact that I was up there. So my mom, it was, it was her mother and, you know, my aunts and uncles were like, you know, don't, don't miss opening day. Grandma wouldn't want that. So I, I worked opening day and, uh, right after the ball game, I jumped in my car and drove down to South Texas. Then I missed the the next game, and then I was back up there for the the third game. And then in uh, 2003, in May of 2003, I was in a uh, pretty bad car accident, and so I missed 12 games there. So I haven't missed a game since 2003. Um, how does that make you feel? I mean, I guess you're you know you're kind of like orbit, like a mascot type. You know, how, how does it feel? I know on Twitter, there's a lot of people that they're at the game and they take a picture of you up on the train and they tag you on social media. Like, I see you, train guy. And, you know, just like me, how I wanted a picture with you. Like, how does that make you feel? It makes me feel like I'm six inches tall, man. It's, 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 a very, <laughs> it's very humbling because I'm an Astros fan, too. I grew up, you know, going to games in the Astrodome where, you know, you could – shoot a cannon into the stands and not hurt anybody, you know, um, playing in, you know, like in an empty ballpark and, uh, no matter what, you know, the Astros have always been my team. And so to, to, I'm literally the luckiest fan in the world because I'm just basically, and you know, a, I'm getting to be an Astros fan, but I get to be an Astros fan up on the train. And so when anyone wants to take a picture or, you know, my gosh, they want me to like take it, you know, sign an autograph or, or something, you know, that, <laughs> you know, it, it, it's very humbling because like I said, I'm, I'm just a fan. I'm one of you guys. 
Yeah. And I, I'm just, uh, I just got really, really lucky. And that's, that's something that I, that I don't take for granted. Um, could you tell me how it feels when they put you up on the big screen to get the fans going when the Astros need a rally? <laughs> that, that is like my rock star moment. Um, <laughs> you know, uh, cause basically who y'all see the, you know, the whole personality, what you see on social media, you know, what you, you know, me, me in the ballpark. I mean, that's, uh, that's just me. And I get to turn Bobby Vasquez up to 11 and become Bobby dynamite. And so when, uh, you know, when I'm up there and trying to get the crowd pumped for a rally, it's like, Hey, I'm feeling this man. I, you know, I want, I, we need runs. Let, let's get, get some runs, man. You know, I'm, you know, I want that, uh, I want that lineup to start cranking with all my heart. And that's what I want y'all to feel. Uh, you know, it, it, it might sound cheesy, but uh, <laughs> I believe in the Astros and I always have, and I always will. And, you know, you know, for that five, 10 seconds that y'all see me up on, on, on the big screen, you know, that's what I want to convey is that, you know, I believe in this team so much and I want y'all to believe in this team with me. And, you know, you get up, you get loud and we're going to push this rally through and we're going to get the runs that we need. So that, that's what uh, I feel like, or what, what I feel and what I'm trying to convey when I'm up there. I think that's pretty awesome. I don't think a lot of people see you as a fan. You know, they don't really, they, they see you as like part of the show. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that that should open some people's eyes that listen to this to know that, that you're hanging on every play just as much as we are. Mm-hmm. Uh, but let me ask you this. Is there a screen somewhere on the train for you to watch or are you just having to watch it from way up there? I watch it from way up there. Uh, it's, um, you know, I, I, I've got the best seat in the house and it's, you know, uh, there's there there's nothing you know what what y'all see uh I'm, I'm watching the exact same thing and i'm watching it at the exact same time time y'all are and so uh every every pitch you know every every emotion it, it's happening at the same time with uh that, that y'all guys are feeling it Uh, what type of safety standards are there to ensure that you're safe up there? And do you ever get scared? I know I. I am. <laughs> I am definitely afraid of heights. I am so like <laughs> you, you guys have no idea. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll tell you all this story. <laughs> uh, the very first time I ever uh, got up on the train uh, was during my internship, and uh, I was up there with uh, Michael Kenny one day. And uh, like I said, he was the uh, the original driver of the home run train. Oh, here, real quick, Astros trivia here. Michael Kenny, the original train driver, he was also general admission at the Astrodome, the guy who would shoot the cannon after every Astros home run. So if you were a fan of the Strohs in the Dome days, uh, especially the last uh, four or five years, you saw the guy shooting the cannon. That was Michael Kenny, the first train driver. So there you wow. go. So, a little quick Astros trivia there. Um, yeah, so the very first time I went up there with Michael, um, you know, getting up on the train, it's, you know, it, you actually have to climb up, uh, onto it and it's, you know, not really made for, you know, short chubby guys like me to get up there, but, you know, I find my way (laughs) because 
I really want to be up there. Uh, coming down, like I said, I'm definitely afraid of heights. And I, I was literally frozen to the side of the train. Like I was so scared. I couldn't climb up or down when I was trying to uh, climb down for the train. And so as, as Michael puts it, I was, you know, like my foot would be like an inch from, you know, landing on the platform that I needed to come down onto uh, when I was trying to climb down. And I was so freaked out that uh, I would just pull my leg back up because I, I didn't think I, I had it. And I mean, my knuckles were white. Uh, I honestly decided that, you know, uh, that, that was where I was going to live the rest of my life was right there close to the side of the train because I was too afraid to, to climb, climb up or, uh, back or climb back up or, or get down. Well, you seem pretty comfortable up there now, hanging off with one arm, rallying everybody. Uh, uh, it, I'm, I'm still worried up there. Don't give me, you know, it, it's one of those things where, uh, I, I just gotta, gotta put myself in the moment and, uh, ignore it. Um, so, all right, kind of a little peek behind the curtain. What y'all see is, you know, it looks like if I if I were to fall from the train, you know, they're going to have to come, you know, uh, uh, pick me up with the with a spatula uh, on the warning track <laughs> there in, in center field. Actually, there's probably about a good ten to twelve feet uh, uh, between me and that front uh, that that front rail. So. I'd have to get a good uh, running jump and really want it to uh, to actually get to the field to or fall down into the field from from that spot. Uh, the other thing that y'all don't see is that if I'm standing next to the train, the bottom of the wheels are at about my eye level, so that train is elevated just a, a little bit uh, 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 less than six feet up from where uh, y'all can see it. Hmm. Michelle, do you have anything else to ask him about the train before we moved on to uh, something else that he loves? Are you, um, what, what type of maintenance do they do on the train? Uh, our engineering department, uh, they, they're the ones uh, who, the, they, they take care of the train. So it's, it's a huge electric train is all it is. It runs off the same electrical system as the roof. So they they take care of a lot of the electrical maintenance uh, up there, making sure that uh, you know I can stop the train, you know, the brakes work, that uh, hmm. you know, every, everything is uh, is good to go up there. They do they do a great job with it. That was a good question. I had I had no idea. You got any more, Michelle? Uh, no, but I do have a, you said something about, uh, when Astros, uh, need runs or need to score runs, uh, in 2019, they played a, they played the series against the, uh, Yankees at Yankee stadium. And I was there and, um, I would bring, and I do this all the time, especially if I'm at Yankee stadium, cause I want to be as obnoxious as possible and in, 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 in the most polite way, obnoxious as possible to those fans and the Yankee stadium. So I had a giant sign that said Astros have the runs. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> hey, so let's talk about something else you're pretty passionate about. You're, you're a big wrestling guy. How long oh, have you been a wrestling man. fan? Oh, wow. My whole life. Uh, I grew up here in Houston and every Friday night, dad and I would go to the Sam Houston Coliseum, uh, which is uh, now where the, 
the Hobby Center is in downtown, and we would go watch the Paul Bosch uh, Houston Wrestling promotion, man. Uh, every every Friday, that's where Dad and I would go. Uh, gosh, man, from the time I think I was maybe you know four or five, uh, for as long as I can remember, he and I would go. Probably until uh, Mr. Bosch sold the promotion to the the world wrestling federation i think that's that's pretty much uh mine and dad's timeline there yeah uh, oh man yeah grew up uh, watching uh hacksaw jim duggan uh ted DiBiase, <laughs> dr death steve williams uh gosh the junkyard dog thunderbolt patterson um uh, iceman king parsons came through there uh the midnight express the rock and roll express uh, Jim Cornette, yeah, man, that was uh, that was my jam. You know, I'm still a big wrestling fan today. When I was growing up in Oklahoma, they had uh, Mid South wrestling, and all yeah. those same guys wrestled there. Oh man, yeah, the old territory days. You know, those are fun. You just uh, you'd see these guys uh, pop up in Houston, and they'd wrestle here for you know however long that uh, they were going to stay in the promotion, and. Then you'd get one of those fun loser leave town matches. The next thing you know, they were popping up in Mid-South <laughs> or in Georgia or, you know, sometimes the, uh, the WWF and the NWA. Uh, yeah, man, those. Oh, I, I, yeah. Old, old school wrestling, man. I'll, I'll, I, I still love the product today, but old school wrestling was my jam. Which uh, pay-per-view show is your favorite, and how many of the like how many events have you attended in person? Oh my gosh, uh, events in person a ton. Uh, like I said, every Friday night we were at the Coliseum, so uh, definitely you know all of those. Uh, got to go to the two WrestleManias that were here in Houston. Uh, <laughs> so my in two thousand one, uh, so I, I was about to start my first season up on the train. I was doing the spring training games up there and we had a game uh we were playing round rock uh our uh, at that time they were our triple a team i believe mm -hmm. and uh double a or triple a i can't remember anyway they were playing uh they were playing us at minute made park and luckily it was a day game because uh as soon as that game was over i i was still in my overalls i just put a t-shirt on and over my overalls, jumped in my car and headed home, picked up my dad, and he and I were at WrestleMania at the Astrodome that night. Uh, <laughs> so that was that was great. Uh, 2009, uh, uh, my brothers and I went to WrestleMania 25 at uh, NRG Stadium. Uh, this past uh, 2000, uh, here in 2020, one of the last big events that uh, I got to go to, uh, my fiance and I went to the Royal Rumble at Minute Maid Park. That was a blast. I was able to see the Royal Rumble twice when it came to San Antonio. Uh -huh. uh, the first one I saw was, uh, it was a long time ago. I think it was Shawn Michaels beat Cycle Sid. Yep. And for the first time he won the belt. And, and I think it was sort of like the birth of uh, Steve Austin. Yeah, he won know? that Royal Rumble. And I think that's when he first had that 316 thing. So that that was a pretty exciting show. And mm -hmm. for for me, the reason I, I don't really watch wrestling anymore, which is kind of my next question, but you already answered it. Uh, but it was so good when we were kids. Mm -hmm. it, and then when when Vince bought everybody up and shut WCW down, there was no competition. I, I think it just got horrible. So what do you think about the product today? 
I, I like it. I, I still do. Number one, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a wrestling fan. And my, I, I love watching how these, these matches go from point A to point B and how there's a story to be told uh, in that, you know, however long the matches or however long, you know, they're going to do this angle where, you know, so, so-and-so is mad at so-and-so now they're going to have a match. And uh, at, to be honest with you, I take a lot of that, that uh, body language and that expression and I try to bring that up with me to the train. So, you know, I've only got a few seconds on camera. So I've got to make the most of those those seconds to where, you know, I'm telling a story up there that, you know, I'm trying to build y'all up. I'm trying to, you know, get something going. So I take a lot of a lot of that that uh, uh, emotional psychology uh, from from uh, from pro wrestling and, and bring that up onto the train, you know, in, in, in the way I move and. You know whether I do something fast, whether I do something you know slow. How, however, I go up there. You know, there, there. I want there to be uh, no wasted motion. That everything up there means something. So that's kind of uh, you a big reason why I still watch. It's just because I'm just so fascinated by how that story is told. Yeah. The uh, when I went recently, I took one of the grandkids, and I really, I only knew like the older guys that they would bring back. Mm-hmm. And it was just weird. Like, for example, like John Cena came out mm-hmm. and half the crowd booed him and half the crowd cheered him. Like, there's no set good guy or bad guy anymore. I was just so confused. And, you know, I, I think that having the no good guy, you know, and you have, you, you know, I guess they're called tweeners, you know, just they're not really a face and they're, you know, not really a heel, not really a good guy, bad guy kind of thing. I kind of think that, you know, that might that more mimics real life is you know sometimes uh good people make bad choices and sometimes bad bad guys have to do something good and i kind of think that you know is a a a better reflection of the choices that we have to make every day and and so i think when you bring it to that level uh you know it kind of gives you something in common with with the with the performers all right, Michelle, if you got any more questions for him, I can't ask him any more wrestling questions because I could probably <laughs> talk to him. I could probably talk to you for 10 hours about it because I'm just oh, like man. you. I mean, my my dad took us uh, when we lived in Amarillo every Friday. Oh, the fuck? We, we saw Abdullah the Butcher, Andre the Giant, all yeah. those guys, and we would cry when the bad uh-huh. guys cheated, and my dad would laugh at us, and you know, it's it's just something that, you know, it's just something fathers did with their kids back then. And we all grew up liking it. And uh, but anyway, I won't talk about it anymore. What you got for him, Michelle, before we let him go? I don't think I have anything else for him, because I think any questions that I have would just require addition, like a substantial amount of time. So maybe we have <laughs> maybe, Bobby, we could see a return of you in the near future. Yeah, of course. Let's do it. Well, Bobby, thanks for coming on. We appreciate your time. And we appreciate all of you guys tuning in. And please, 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 if you guys haven't done already, do not forget to rate and review us. Those two things help us out so much. 
if you want to go ahead and subscribe, also subscribe because that also helps. But those ratings and those reviews are really important and they help out so much. Yes, and don't forget to do the giveaway. Thanks again, Bobby, for coming on. We appreciate it. Hey, thanks for having me. Can't wait to, to get the season started. I can't believe it's right around the corner. All right, we'll see you next time, guys, on Astros Baseball. Thanks for listening to this episode of Astros Baseball. Be sure to subscribe to be alerted when there's a new episode. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.